You are listening to the Ditch the Budget podcast, and I am your host, Heidi Ramore. I'm a wife, a mom of two young boys, and I've spent the last 17 years in financial services as a licensed financial planner, insurance specialist, and debt crusher. My goal is to show you that there's more to life than counting calories and paying bills, and that you truly can get out of debt and build wealth without the restrictive budgets and complicated spreadsheets. So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. I am really excited to talk to you about this today. Money stories is something that we all have, right? And I think it's just a matter of figuring out, is this really true or is this just a a narrative that I've been running in my head for maybe years, maybe decades, maybe even generations? And is it something that I can, that I can break that pattern, break that cycle? Absolutely you can. So spoiler alert, you absolutely can change the money stories you're telling yourself. And I'm going to go through a few of those money stories that I commonly hear when I'm talking with my private clients and some ways to fix it, right? Some ways to change that, change that story that you're telling yourself. So one of the common stories that I hear oftentimes is, oh, I'll never get out of debt. Or I don't know, you know, I've, there's nothing, there's no expense left to cut, right? There's just no way out of this. So that's a really common one that I find. And then when I'm able to get into a client's finances and really restructure things and turn it around, honestly, and just show them that this doesn't need to be a story that you keep telling yourself, because you might be somebody that pays off your debt and then feels good and then racks it back up again. And maybe you've done that a few times, right? Maybe you've got the consolidation loan to pay off the debt. And then that consolidation loan, you're working on paying that off. And then all of a sudden you rack up the debt again. And then you think, see, there you go. Mary can't get out of debt. Sally can't get out of debt. Right. And it's just the story that you keep telling yourself. And it's not true because you can, it's just by getting that consolidation loan, or maybe the the tool that you used to get out of it was just a band-aid solution. So really looking at what that story is and and asking yourself, is it ultimately true, right? I, I sometimes hear clients say to me, well, you know, I'm at the top pay grade for, for my business or for my income or for my job, right? My career. I can't, there's no more money to make. So therefore I can't do X, Y, Z. And I always challenge that because even if you are at the ceiling of your pay grade, right? If you're in an industry where maybe that's, that's how you're paid and you're feeling like there's nowhere to go, right? It's not true. First of all, it's not true. And I'm not suggesting that that means you have to now switch industries or change jobs, but if you really want to increase your cash flow, it's generally not how much money you make. It's how you're spending it. So still achieving some of those financial goals can absolutely be attained even if you don't make more money. So that ultimately is a story that you that you could be telling yourself. You could also be telling yourself this story that I'm not good at math. And a lot of you don't know this piece of my story, but I'm actually not somebody that is great at math. And that's very surprising for a lot of people and actually something that I was embarrassed about for a really long period of time. I'll be completely transparent and open and honest about that. It 
you know, generally speaking, if you're in finance or if you're dealing with numbers, usually you like them and usually you tend to be good at them. And for me, I've always, I've never been somebody that has been, you know, strong with math. And it's not something that I'm unable to do. Obviously I'm able to do math, but it's not something that I enjoy. And I get really, when I'm put on the spot for things, I get really flustered easily. So you know, the invention of a smartphone was amazing for me because I don't have to rely on my math skills. Most of my calculations are done with calculators and they're done. They, they don't need me to be good at math. So my point is, is if you are somebody that's telling yourself, well, I'm not good at math. I'm not good at numbers. I'm, you know, I'm not detail oriented. So I'm not tracking what I spend. You don't need to do all of that. You truly don't. You need to you need to have boundaries around your spending in accordance to how you think about money. Behaviorally, we're all wired to think about money differently. We just are. That's why you have people that are naturally savers. That's why you have people that can handle a large credit card debt, let's say, and they don't feel the stress around that. There's different mindsets and some of them can handle that and some of them can't. Some of them are really good at investing and saving, but yet have a real hard time going on a date night and spending the money on the quote unquote things that you don't necessarily need. So there's pros and cons to each money mindset and one is not good or bad. It's just, you need to understand which one you are. And that's something that I work really, really in depth with my private clients is figuring out what their money mindset is. And when I say money mindset, I'm not talking about thinking about money positively or manifesting money. I think that that's all important. And that's, you know, a little bit down the road. But when I, when I talk about a money mindset, I'm really referring to behavioral science. Like there's behavioral science around how we are wired to think about money. And it's been shown in studies that that money mindset is formed by the age of seven. So by the age of seven, you're pretty well on your way of how you're going to spend your money, save your money, invest your money, think about money, uh, avoid money, receive money. That's all very much set by the age of seven which is wild, right? So you can maybe even just reflecting on that, you can maybe see why you are the way that you are around money and behave around money and your your partner, maybe how they behave around money, depending on how they grew up around it and your early early experiences with money. So I would say if you're somebody that's sitting there, you know, you have these negative money stories, we can't afford that, that would be a, a negative money mindset as well. I can't invest in myself because it's going to take away from X, Y, Z. I was having this conversation on the weekend where in Canada, I live in Canada and spending a couple thousand dollars on sports is not uncommon, especially a high level of sports. It's not uncommon for that to cost thousands of dollars, right? $5,000 for rep hockey, for example, plus equipment, plus all the things. And we have no problem, you know, spending that on our children, but yet asking someone to invest $5,000 to be a better parent, to handle their money, to live a life of abundance, to really feel ease and really invest in themselves, hiring in a babysitter, hiring in help around the house. It's, oh, we can't spend the money there, but yet we can spend our money over here. So it really comes down to how we prioritize money. It's not necessarily that we can't afford something. It's where we 
where we truly desire our funds to go. And I think that's really important that that does make up a story that we tell ourselves, you know, a story that I have struggled with in the past and I still go through it is an upper limit money story of, you know, don't get too big, right? Don't get too big because you're going to outshine others and things like that. So there is definitely a narrative in my own head. So there's so many stories that we can tell ourselves. And my question to you will, will be, is it ultimately true? Is there any evidence that we can collect in our, in our world, in our lives over the last, our experience with money that can disprove that. So for example, saying, oh, I'll just always be in debt. Well, is that ultimately true? Was there a period of time where you were not in debt, right? Maybe you paid off the debt, maybe it came back, but maybe there was a period of time where you had that debt paid off. Great. So it's not ultimately true then that you'll always be in debt. You just don't have the support and the, maybe the knowledge, maybe the conviction, or maybe you're just embarrassed to even confront it in the first place. I'm working with a client right now, and she is resisting the process because she's scared to look at our numbers. And it's so common because money is so emotional. So a lot of how we think about money and the stories that we're telling ourselves around money, I can't afford this. Oh, geez, I could never spend $5,000 on investing in a personal development coach. That's way too much money. $10,000? Are you crazy? $20,000? $100,000? That's insane, right? But when you really break down what, what does that story represent and is that ultimately true? Does spending that money help you to maybe receive more money? And that's maybe a future episode Um for sure. Maybe I'll talk about that later this week, but I think talking about how, you know, money flows into you, how you receive money, there's so many different layers here, but asking yourself, is that ultimately true? Can I, am I at my ceiling for work? Can I not make any more money? So therefore I can't reach these financial goals. Well, is that ultimately true? You know, is there another way that we can maybe get income to come in? Or is there a way that we can restructure our finances so that our spending looks a little bit different? So I think it's really important to dig into that story a little bit and really peel back the layers of what it's actually trying to tell you and finding evidence because our brains are wired to keep us safe, right? So if we are finding evidence, oh, look at that. See, I'm bad with money. There it goes on the credit card. Didn't pay it off this month. There, there I am. I'm bad with money or I'm bad with math or, you know, I'll never understand investing because I don't understand how it works. So, okay, but that doesn't mean that you can't learn it, right? That doesn't mean that you can't maybe invest time and money and resources into hiring somebody that does know about that, right? So it's all perspective and how you think about that. But I think really asking that question, is it ultimately true? And try to find evidence in your past where it's that's not simply not true. And I think if if you can do that, you'll be well on your way to start breaking those stories. I also think identifying your money mindset will really serve you well. And that's something that I reserve for my private clients. If you're interested in that, you'll want to work with me within my course, Fix Your Finances. I'll direct you to the website in the show notes, but it's just if you type in www.fixyourfinances.com financescourse.com. You'll be uh, redirected into that course. I'm accepting the April registration is happening. We're already at the end of March. It's insane. So if you're somebody that had really big 
financial goals for 2021. We're already the first quarter is done. Are you close to it? Maybe you took a couple steps back. It's okay. We don't need to feel shame around it. But what did you change from January to now? There hasn't been a change. If you did nothing, then how are you expecting there to be different results, right? So really identifying that mindset, surrounding yourself with professionals that understand this. And this is this is what I'm doing for hundreds of people, right? I'm, I'm putting them through, how are you wired to think about money? How are you currently spending? How do you want to spend? What do you want? What do you want? That's a question for many women that we don't answer for ourselves. I can say, oh yeah, you know, I want my kids to go to private school and I want them, I want my kids to grow up kind and I want to have ease. But like, what do I really want? What does Heidi want? And I think as women, we we tend to place our worth and place a lot of things in our family and our husband or our spouse and our kids and our families. And I think if you just really stop and think and sit with that for a second, what do you want? What kind of life do you want? And a lot of times it does take money to achieve that life, but that doesn't mean that it's out of reach. It just might mean that we have to make some tweaks along the way. So identifying your money mindset is something that we do with inside the Fix Your Finances course. Tons of information if you go to fixyourfinancescourse.com. But essentially what we're doing in there is we're doing an audit of how you're currently spending your money. We are really identifying your money leaks, figuring out, oh, wow, you didn't realize that you were paying for that. Or is this in alignment with how you want to be spending your money? We really define your financial goals so that you and your spouse are on the same page, which I think is super important. We just really clean things up. I give you a customized cash flow plan. So this isn't a cookie cutter, formula driven exercise. You know, anybody can Google a budget. This is not a budget. This is really getting nitty gritty and how you personally, you are wired to think about money based on your money mindset, based on social influences, and how can we design a plan that can insulate against the bumps in the road, right? Because there might be a new roof that's needed. There might be, you know, you might have a, a goal to, to have a new car. I was actually driving my car yesterday and I realized, holy crap, uh, I have 170,000 kilometers on this. In the next like year or two, I'm probably going to be looking for a new vehicle. I need to start thinking about that now so that I'm prepared for that, right? And this plan takes into consideration those future goals. And then we really want to make sure that you're spending your money with ease. I don't think we talk about that enough. We talk about budgets and being restrictive and cutting things and slashing things and you know, nobody talks about spending with ease. And that's something that we really do talk about within the Fix Your Finances course and just working with me because, you know, life should be more, and I kind of tagline this, but life really should be more than just paying bills and counting calories. Let's enjoy our money. Let's, within reason, right? Let's still be responsible adults, but let's reach those financial goals and still get the lattes and still, you know, have a, a weekend away if we want with our girlfriends or even just by ourselves, right? So I think that's super, super important to spend with ease, align our spending with what our financial goals are, pay off the debt along the way, and just really feel in control of our finances. So that's ultimately the goal. So check that out, fixyourfinancescourse.com. 
As always, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Heidi Rumor, R-U-M-O-H-R is my last name. And I'd love to hear what you think. What money stories are you telling yourself? So you can always take a screenshot of this episode. You can throw it up on your stories. Tag me at Heidi Rumor, and I'd love to hear your money story. So hope everybody has an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Everyone.